everyone, and welcome to the Undisputed Future Podcast. I am C.D. Danny Mack, and we are covering the July 12th edition of NXT, episode 401, and I'm excited for this one, our episode 16, and as usual, I'm accompanied by Nikki Six. Welcome again, Nick. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Great show again on deck. We have a tag team championship matchup for the NXT Tag Team Championship between the defending Authors of Pain taking on Heavy Machinery, and we also have a returning Johnny Gargano. Break out the tissues for this one. It was an incredible promo, oh, just as we expected. So Incredibly so nice good, to have Johnny back. But before the light of Johnny Gargano shines in on Full Sail, Nick, Full Sail faded to black. We have man, Aleister man. Black in action once again. And before we introduce his opponent, a big name in the independent circuit, you're going to want to stick around for this. Let's discuss the thing that just keeps getting better and better with every match. I'm talking about Aleister Black's entrance. Nick, they're working on the fine-tuning of things now. Every the half black, little half white, it's fantastic. Every detail. They score the face, the, the lighting when he's coming down to the ring. So good. They are going through that entrance more than they did with the demon entrance. Even in its infancy, you could see the uniqueness in Aleister Black's entrance, and now they're working on the little details about it. Going to be an extraordinary presentation once he becomes the big player we expect him to be in NXT, but a big player around the independent circuit making his NXT debut, Ring of Honor and NJPW's great Bobby Fish finding his way into the NXT universe. Nick, tell us a little bit about Aleister Black's opponent. Well, Bobby Fish has been around for a really long time. Uh, he is, <laughs> he's been billed as a few names, so you may know him as a few other things, such as Madden Fisher, or the preferred one over here at the UFP, Jerk Jackson. Jerk Jackson is a great heel name. I really think that he should have went with that one. I'm just, I'm an all-around fan of the way that one rolls off the tongue. It's just a wacky name, the alliteration. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. But Bobby Fish made it, he, uh, he broke out onto the uh, independent circuit around 2002. Uh, he trained with Tony DeVito, and he has made a name in Ring of Honor since 2004. I remember Nigel McGuinness mentioning he was trained by Harley Race as he well. He also did train with Harley Race. Outstanding he, uh, resume. He has, he's from Albany or... Uh, Saratoga Falls? Saratoga Springs? Saratoga Springs, New York. An upstate New York native, contrary to us city folk down here. Bobby Fish making his NXT debut and giving Aleister Black a match we have not seen before, he took it really to Aleister Black in a similar way to Cassius Ono, but the match was also different enough to make Bobby Fish stand out. He took it strike for strike with Black, but in a whole lot more speed than Cassius Ono was able to do. Well, that's another thing is that he has been, since 2010, a full-on mixed martial artist. The man knows not only boxing, but jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. All-around fighting machine. Two extreme martial artists in this one. No wonder I enjoyed this matchup so much. Yeah, it was an absolute brawl, and it was from bell to bell, one of the best matches we've seen from Aleister Black. And honestly, I've been saying this for weeks, we needed to see more big names for Aleister Black, and NXT called me on my stuff and gave me exactly what I was asking They gave for. you a former Ring of Honor champion. I think that's a pretty big enough name to step <laughs> in. That's exactly what I was looking for. Some big names to show us exactly what Aleister Black is about and how hard he truly is hitting. It was a showcase. Speaking of which, that 
Black Mass at the end of the match, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you got the full effect of it, but Bobby Fish did. That was no... He was... That was a straight kick. There was no smack out. I watched that like two or three times over. So a no slap. So if you guys saw something, please let me know. But I'm pretty sure that was all boot to chin. Bobby Fish took what was a competitive and close matchup and decided to get cocky and disrespectful towards Aleister Black. Not a smart maneuver with a man who can bring it right back to you. And Bobby Fish learning that lesson the hard way. Aleister Black with a just an outright rally towards the end of this matchup, delivering an absolutely devastating black mass. And like Nick was saying, I'm going to quote the great match striker on this one. Got him a little bit in trouble with WWE, but there was no leg slapping on this one. This was full-on foot-to-jaw contact, and Bobby Fish went down he, he floundered. He did. He, he went. Bobby Fish floundered <laughs> he on that floundered one. floundered all over the place. I'll tell you again. Flounder. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, how I met your mother joke. But Flounder. I barely know her. <laughs> we, uh, we definitely aren't done seeing Bobby Fish by any means. We saw that. If you guys haven't seen it, there's a, um interview on WWE.com and YouTube. So if you don't. Like going on WWE.com and sorting through the riffraff, just go on YouTube and type in Bobby Fish NXT interview, and it will pop up. You can see exactly how he reacts under pressure. And uh, he, he was a bit, he was, he was definitely humbled by the loss. He was humbled by the loss, and one thing that stood out to me, Nick, he's a student of the game. He's told us straight up, he's going to go back to the tapes, he's going to tell us what he thinks he did wrong, and he's going to improve himself as a competitor. You want to come into that with a positive mindset, you want to jump into NXT with that right state of mind, and I fully respect that out of Bobby Fish. I didn't respect the disrespect from him to Absolutely. a favorite here, you get caught Black. up in the moment of the match, and you know you get just caught up in your own momentum. Sometimes it happens. I've been there. It happens, man. But you get sometimes, humbled real quick. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it works out in your favor. Sometimes you get kicked in the mouth. <laughs> but yes, a very insightful interview. We see what Bobby Fish is all about. We see what brought him here to NXT, and somebody who was civil to Kayla Braxton, and I definitely. Appreciate a nice change that. of pace. <laughs> it was definitely a little different, but a nice change of pace. Again, a huge win for Aleister Black. Aleister Black continuing his momentum in NXT, remaining undefeated. Moving on here, though, we have another look at the relationship between Hideo Itami and Cassius Ono. Nick, what do we make of this? We saw the tag team match last week. The squabbles continued between these two. I, Cassius had something to say this week, though. He did, and honestly, I, I've been saying this for weeks, that I think Hideo was going to call out Cassius for a one-on-one match, and that is where all this angst is coming from. I feel like Hideo wanted to kick him in the face. <laughs> There's a lot of face kicking going on in NXT. Hideo but wants to be a part of it. And Hideo's I, quite good at it. He is very good at it. I truly think that he was going for uh, a match against Cassius, not as his partner. And when those were the cards that he was dealt, he, he went along with it because Hideo has honor. That so, back in, the back and forth between Cassius and Hideo, it's... It's really, it's going to come to terms. Cassius Cassius Ono snapping on Hideo Itami, laying a bit of an emphasis 
that actions speak louder than words. Nick, I think you're getting that one-on-one matchup a lot I, sooner than we think. I definitely think that's a possibility. I, it may even be a possibility for Brooklyn Takeover if they draw it out for long enough. Two great talents to keep your eye on, and I'm looking forward to a rivalry. It would be an absolute wonder to see Hideo at Brooklyn Takeover because two making years his running. return last year at Takeover Brooklyn Two, of course, sidelined from that promising Austin Aries feud. I wanted that so bad. And now we'll never get it because Austin Aries sadly getting future endeavored by WWE. Whoa, this is a surprise to you. Yes. What? NXT veteran and 205 Live standout Austin Aries has been released from his contract with WWE, coming as a shock to the entire wrestling world. But Austin Aries seems a lot more content about it than you would think, Nick. It's almost like he asked for it. I don't know the full story. I like to assume that it's just he felt like he was a bigger player than his position on 205 Live. Not winning the Cruiserweight Championship from Neville could have definitely rubbed the guy the wrong way. I don't know the full story. Only Austin Aries really knows the full story. I wish him all the best of luck on his returning independent career. I'm going to try and see him if we can. I can't believe we haven't discussed this. Yeah, I, I'm I'm blown away right now. Um I can't say I'm too surprised Austin Aries has always been a very just fly-in, fly-out kind of guy. He does what he can, and he, he just goes with the wind. So do I think this is the last we'll see of him? Absolutely not. We will see him again in the WWE. So fear not. Those of you who are only savvy to the WWE, we will definitely see Austin Aries again. He is still the greatest man that ever lived, and uh, you have not seen the last of him. The A-double level... It's it's done for now, though. We wish Austin Aries the best of luck. But continuing back to Hideo Itami, Hideo Itami at Brooklyn 3 would definitely be justice and really bring last year's event full circle for him. Cannot wait to see where this rivalry with Cassius Ono goes. And another talent we can't wait to see where he goes, the Velveteen Dream. Ooh, with such a good... Refusal of an interview. His second refusal (laughs) on NXT television. I don't know where else he might have refused an interview. The guy seems to have very specific demands. For any of the listeners out there who are familiar, Van Halen. Van Halen had very oddly specific requests when they went on tour. They would have contracts say, no brown M&Ms. And it was truly a sign to see if the venue was paying attention. I feel like Patrick Clark, the Velveteen Dream, has that same sort of mindset behind him. Everything has to be just so before he gives you the input, before he puts on the show, before he shows you what he's really good at. It could be that. could be that he just truly enjoys being a jerk. He could just not be a very good guy. I mean, I saw Tough Enough. Patrick Clark seemed like a nice enough dude. But you know what fame does to people? You know what wacky gimmicks and crazy hair and amazing entrant music can do to a guy? But... You're right. Maybe he just doesn't have time for the small people like Caleb Braxton. Caleb Braxton, again, Caleb just Braxton. getting completely rude response in this interview by the Velveteen if Dream. If I ever make it to the NXT, I am going to be so sympathetic to that woman. I'm going to be nice to her all the time. Know it to be true. Heal her face. I am always going to be nice to you. We got to. We just got to see what's next for this guy. We're not going to get any word on what the Velveteen Dream is all about until his crazy little demands are met 
But we just know what he's about in the ring, and he looks like a very promising talent. I, I, I can't really speak on much because he hasn't really spoken on much. Yeah, but uh, just a little, you know, what? who do you think is going to go after the Velveteen Dream? Who do you think is going to be irritated by his attitude? I think the entire NXT roster, but if you want me to narrow it down, maybe somebody who's a little less show buddy. Maybe somebody who's a little bit more reserved. Maybe a guy with the mindset of... Alistair Black. Maybe somebody who's really just tough and to the nails. The best kept secret, Buddy Murphy, could also fit that bill. If he wants to make a rivalry return to television, I I think those those two can match up very well. Buddy Murphy's performance has certainly been on the rise. I've been seeing his training videos here and there on NXT social media. But he's too well kept of a secret. Where is the best kept secret? When is the best kept secret going to be on television? I know he's tearing it up on the house show circuits. Just got to see him do his thing on NXT Can't TV wait to once see again. Him come back though. It's, but I do. I think those are time. And uh, Cutler and uh, Murphy are also Cutler and Blake. Uh, Cutler and Blake are also working on their tag team. Which I am excited to see what comes out of that. Also, some people are tag team prospects. Some people some are tag people team just wrestlers. Work better as tag team. But the two singles runs, Murphy continuing his. I think he's a very big opponent and has a lot of potential to face a promising talent like Velveteen Dream. Nick, is there anybody I didn't mention that's on your list of who you'd like to see face the Velveteen Dream? I'd like Dream? to see him go up against someone right up his alley, but a face. No way, Jose. I would love to see that Dominican Fire versus the Velveteen Dream. Experience. Very good answer. Honestly, I think that would make two big, fantastic match with some explosive hits. Big, charismatic guys, and we know No Way Jose likes to have fun, but he turns that fun and fiesta into a fight quite quickly. We'll just have to see where things go for the Velveteen Dream and the future of NXT. But we did get a look as to where the future of women's wrestling is headed as we got a May Young Classic Tournament qualifying match on this edition of NXT. It was Vanessa Bourne taking on Jamie Haishley. And by the looks of things, Nick, you would think Jamie Haishley had the clear size, power, and overall experience advantage in this match as well. Yeah, I was a bit thrown off by the match. I was very upset with the ending. I did not think the winner was deserving. In my personal opinion, it was one match. It could have been a misstep. Um, the per- one of the people we were watching with pointed out that she did actually uh, come in contact. Her head came in contact with the mat early in the match, which definitely, uh, I've been there. It- it'll blow up your whole spot, and it'll definitely throw you off your game, to say the very least. So uh, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that it was a momentary lapse it happens, you know, like she just got thrown off her game. But in Vanessa my opinion, Bourne, Vanessa Bourne took Vanessa a big hit in the beginning. Took a big hit in the beginning and her head bounced off of the mat Oof. in a very big way. And that'll blow you up. That'll ruin the rest of your match in a lot of ways because you can't see straight, your head's everywhere. Timing grows a little bit off, yeah. reflexes are thrown off. Yeah. Everything I mean listen, head injuries. Off. No joke, possible you know, concussions are no joke in any sport. We want to take care of these ladies. We want to see a successful tournament. We want to see this thing go off without a hitch. 
a, a pretty good first opening matchup introduction to the characters and to the kind of women that we're going to be seeing in this match. Not really much to say. It was quite a short I matchup. I like the fact that they didn't give any character behind them. It makes it more about the wrestling. And I feel like, I think that's what they're going for here. Is that they're not giving them any characters at this moment. They're trying to go off of a lot of new talent. And that's where it's coming from. We want to see where the wrestling is yeah, headed we before see we see where the story is, is going. I like that approach. I, think I do. I think we should be able for. to see what these women are going to do in the ring before we see them blown up in another, arguably, the hugest WWE tournament in recent time. Something this unique, like the Cruiserweights, like the UK. But to single out and get the renaissance of women's wrestling that's happening right now and the focus on it, Nick, I think this thing is going to be huge. It's absolutely what we've been waiting for as you know, fans of women wrestling and wrestling in general. Women deserve their time in the spotlight and they have been working unbelievably hard to get it. So it's about time. We saw the crop come through NXT. We saw the days of the four horsewomen. Now we see the future of women's wrestling and Vanessa Bourne is moving on to that future, hitting a very unique-looking sit-out, spinning, hooking the leg, almost a side slam. It was Nick. It I don't was, know how to describe this one. Yeah, for me, it, was, it was definitely a unique finisher, but at, at the same time, it even took Hashley, Hashley, even took her off, you know, her game, and she was dominating most of the match. So. It must have had some serious impact behind it. I can't wait to see what comes of Vanessa Bourne. I want to see more from her. Uh, I also would like to see, uh, you know, Hashley again. That was, she had, Jamie Hashley had a great showing. And At first look, you would think this match was an upset because Hashley did have the size advantage. She did. She had the size and what clearly looked like strength advantage. But Vanessa Bourne pulling out some technical stops, pulling out a little bit of more of a speed and pulling out some unique-looking power to move on to the May Young Classic Tournament. We cannot put enough emphasis on how big this tournament is going to be. The May Young Classic Tournament, coming up in August, it's bound to be a must-watch occasion. To put focus on the current landscape of NXT Women's Wrestling, though, Nick, we have a huge match announced for next week. Ember Moon takes on Ruby Riot and... This was honestly foreshadowed in that interview at the Performance Center. I'm so excited that we got official word on it. Cannot wait to discuss this match. It's two of NXT's most promising talents in that division. Yeah, it's going to be an unbelievable match. They are going to beat the hell out of each other. We got to see these two women work together in Poughkeepsie, so now we get to watch them beat the hell out of each other as opponents. And honestly, I always said the ones that work well as a team will always be an amazing one-on-one match. Great so. friends, better opponents. Ruby Riot takes on the mythical warrior, Ember Moon, next week in, I consider this an unofficial number one contenders match for the division, or at least a huge step into taking on Asuka at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. We had some NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 development tonight, though, folks, but it didn't come in the nicest looking way. Drew McIntyre getting jumped by Sanity last week. I believe a fan caught footage of this and just an unbelievable assault by Alexander Wolfe and Killian Dane jumping Drew McIntyre last week. It was a gruesome attack. They were just throwing him into things. They threw him into a garbage can and then just sat down and mocked the man. 
for being undefeated. How do you mock someone for being undefeated? Only sanity knows. Somebody's going to lose their O. It's just the way it is. Killian Dane, another undefeated superstar. But that's the thing about Sanity's attacks, Nick. Not only is it physical, it's mental. They will taunt you at the end. They'll do everything they have to to symbolize they are the dominant force in NXT across any division. Yeah, I truly believe that Sanity is going to take NXT over within the next couple of months. There is nothing standing between them and just total annihilation. Total annihilation, total control is what Sanity fights for. But one member of Sanity is going to be fighting for something very big next week. Nick, we're joined by the glorious champion Bobby Roode in William Regal's office. Pitching quite a great business idea between two undefeated competitors. Those being Killian Dane and Drew McIntyre. And honestly, a glorious idea... And a fantastic business venture by Bobby Roode. The champ is onto something here, Nick. The man is a genius businessman. We've been through how he is a fantastic tactician. That plays out in the business just as much as the ring. So he is putting those skills to use and helping out our dear William Regal. A big time negotiation with the general manager. We have Killian Dane taking on Drew McIntyre. For the number one contendership to the NXT Championship for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. It's either going to be McIntyre or Dane. And we're going to see it live. Oh, Nick, I'm getting the pre-TakeOver oh jitters this God, week. I can't wait. As soon as they brought up Brooklyn TakeOver, I jumped out of my seat. You saw it. Every single year, it's I'm just the anticipation, <laughs> the squeals and the laughter that can't be contained from our bodies, comes out. It really is a mark-out season for Nick and myself. It's our favorite live wrestling events. We have huge matchups announced for next week. We're getting our number one contender for TakeOver. But another man who has his eyes set on TakeOver Brooklyn, Nick, the returning Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, back in Full Sail, back in NXT, and it has been a long month. Plus, without Johnny wrestling, I... And he looks to be back in good health. Back in good spirits. back in good health and good spirits. Good point. The man took a beating of a lifetime and pulled out, like, a serious champ. Oh. See what I did there? I did. Sorry. I did see what you did there. (laughs) He did not pull out like Champa. He showed up. He gave respect to the people who respect and support him. That being the NXT Universe, Johnny Gargano with a heartwarming message. And listen, you can't help but feel for this guy after the vicious takeover Chicago assault. Well, we all feel for the man, and we, we know that he is the better of the two. He could clearly push it to the side. But do you think Tommaso Ciampa is just going to allow that to happen? Tommaso Ciampa, if we've learned one thing, and I'm going to quote him directly, Nick, he is not a damn afterthought. Even after these months and months and months of knee surgery, Tommaso Ciampa is going to be back in full force. He's going to be a drive and a huge intimidation factor in any NXT match. Tommaso Ciampa, the psycho killer, is not done. Do you think he's done with Gargano? Do you think the feud is done? I don't believe Tommaso Ciampa is finished with Johnny Gargano. I don't think he can just push the past aside like that. Why? 
because some of the biggest grudges in WWE history have been between two friends. Let's put this in a little bit more of a realistic perspective. I'm not saying Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, but I'm saying the dynamic yeah. and the heartbreak. And you could just tell how close these two were. It's very similar Hardys, to that. Edge and Christian, all great examples. But the best tag team splits have some of the best singles rivalries. That's why I'm not only saying he's not done, I'm hoping Tommaso Ciampa's not done with Johnny Gargano just, just because worried. I want Johnny Gargano to get his redemption. I want Gargano to put Ciampa on that side of the beating that he was on in Chicago. I, I agree with you totally there. I agree completely that Gargano needs to get his redemption. He needs to get his you know day in the, in the light and beat the hell out of Tommaso Ciampa. But that's just because... Man, he needs to even the odds. He needs to show that he's not in anyone else's shadow. Because that's always going to be looming over him. Always going to be looming over him that his former partner dropped him. And got the last word. Johnny's not living that down. We'll see what's in the future for Johnny Gargano. Tommaso Ciampa still unfortunately out a number of months. We saw him push through that brutal tag team ladder match with the knee injury. In all seriousness, we wish Tommaso Ciampa the best in a speedy and healthy recovery. Sooner rather than later would be nice. But that's a past tag team. That's a dissipating tag team. The future and the presence of the tag team division is the main event, Nick. It Heavy is. Machinery getting their shot at the NXT Tag Team Championships against Akam and Rezar, the authors of Pain, accompanied by Dastardly Mastermind, known as Paul Ellering, and they brought the strategy here tonight, Nick. It but was quite a collision possibly the largest main event in NXT history. Literally largest. Not just star power <laughs> yeah. and how it good these tag more teams are. Of a physical thing there, ladies and gentlemen. Over twelve hundred pounds of human mass in that ring, and that's not counting the referee. That was or Paul Ellering. Well, there were post- points that was he, he was in the ring, the entrance and all that. There, he was in the ring. That ring was under some serious tension. Might have broken 1,500 by the end of things, guys. What a huge, literally, main event and a clash in this tag team division. This has been a rivalry. This has been a match that we got a sneak preview of at NXT Live in Poughkeepsie. We could not wait to see how it played out on television. And boy, did it deliver. Oh, man, in every every way possible heavy machinery put on a great showing they really tried and that hot tag that otis dozovich pulled out was just fantastic i like the switch in the hot tag i'm very happy you brought that up otis getting the hot tag not something we've seen usually the tucker train comes rolling through on the hot tags but we saw the bulldozer this week and bulldozer uh, did i love the right hands the guy is deceptively quick Yo, those stakes and weights are just doing him some serial justice. It's, it's it's still hilarious that he can't get his arms all the way down by his side. The big bulky arms of Otis Dozovich, and they pay dividends. You could ask Akam and Rezar. Yeah, they'll be feeling that for the next couple weeks. I don't think Heavy Machinery is anywhere near done with the AOP. They did However, get a great a great first shot at those tag team titles on NXT an TV. Memorable amazing attempt. The third championship matchup in three weeks on NXT TV, but another successful championship retain for the third week in a row. 
These champions in NXT right now are really undisputed. They are the championship defense after defense. They are clinging to those titles like their lives depend on it. And honestly, I love it. I love that it's that never-say-die attitude right now. Long championship reigns are not something we see often enough in the no. current landscape of wrestling. I am in 100% agreement with you. They are very few and far between. But right now, in NXT, we got some strong competitors that are not ready to give up their gold. Dominant champions, including the Authors of Pain, this match ending with a huge last chapter to Otis Dozovich, and we were wondering what was next in the NXT Tag Team Division. Nick, you've been hinting at it for weeks and weeks and weeks. Oh, Sanity's coming. Sanity's going to step up to the Authors of Pain, and I thought, no, there's plenty of teams in between here and there. Who knows what we're going to get at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. But we know where Sanity's mindset is at, as Alexander Wolfe, Nikki Cross, and Killian Dane appearing at the end of this huge matchup with some huge symbolism towards the Authors of Pain. Nick, tell us about this ending. The Book of Destruction was literally raining down on Sanity, and they were standing there grinning at AOP. The symbolism was beyond beautiful. They are telling a story that is going to shock and set the WWE into just absolute chaos. Disarray. disarray. It's going to be absolute disarray. No one's going to know how to react to that. It's going to be a fantastic feud, and I cannot wait to see those two behemoth teams destroy each other. Two great forces in NXT. Nick, a slight. Slight correction here. The Book of Destruction is what got AOP those tag team titles. The Book of Dominance is what we saw Sanity just soaking in by the end of... Alexander Wolfe was eating the pages. He was tearing it apart with his teeth. His own destruction on the Book of Destruction. Sanity making a mark in the tag team division and telling Paul Ellering they want those titles. And they're not scared. I wonder, Not even is, a little bit. is this part of Eric Young's master plan? Is Did he get his hands on is the Book of Destruction? Is pulling the strings behind all this? It's very possible. The man is a mastermind. We all know that to be true. Two complete strategists in Paul Ellering and Eric Young. That is what has me most hyped for this possible rivalry. And that's where the future of the tag team division seems to be going. Sanity versus AOP could be a very... Very big match for the division. But we'll see where Killian Dane's place is by the end of next week. He could be moving on to single success, Nick. Drew McIntyre takes on Killian Dane. That's right. The Sinister Scotsman meets the Beast of Belfast in a number one contendership match. Next week, we have Ruby Riot versus Ember Moon in a stake of claim in the NXT Women's Division and just some pulse-pounding story development coming for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Nick, what's caught your eye so far, man? There's just so much to look forward to with this one week of NXT alone. Honestly, I am just stuck on the tag team division right now. They are doing some huge things for tag team wrestling. It's been a really long time since WWE has been able to capture the tag team division in a like a very good stable, sustainable uh, storyline writing style. And it seems that adding these two story-driven teams are going to be 
a very big part of that. And them fine-tuning on NXT is exactly what I want to see. The fact that heavy machinery is sticking together through wins and losses, they are building their tag team rep. This is all great things. It's not just like the whole Blake and Murphy thing where they took a couple big losses and they were, you know, apart. I, Blake I and Murphy love. were also former champions. These teams have not yet had the ability to... Some of them. Not ones that have stuck around. My thoughts on TakeOver so far, the women's division built this summer is going to be huge. Between that May Young Classic tournament and who is gaining the footing between Ember Moon, will she get her shot to be the one? Will Ruby Riot get her chance to be in a one-on-one matchup with Asuka? It's going to be an interesting... Yeah, it's all up for grabs, and you never know. Like, Nikki Cross can always rear her psychotic head back into the picture. Oh, there's... Never know where Sanity's going to show up. Exactly. And right now, they are proving exactly that. This is exactly what I love about NXT, man, is that like you have so many different people and you talk to them. And unlike the WWE, like when you go to a WWE event, most people are all excited about the same match, whether it be the main event or the main draw. And there's usually two separate matches. Sometimes there, the main event is the main draw. But when you go to an NXT show... Everyone is looking forward to something different, whether it be one person showing up or this person might show up or this match or this match for this reason. It's always something different. The fans of NXT and absolute ravenous fandom that we all have is it's a beautiful thing. It's a unique fan base. It's a great thing to be a part of. And there's just the entire card is worth getting excited for so on an far. NXT show so far. It's going to be a huge event. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, SummerSlam weekend, bound to be a good one. And we'll be there and cannot wait to see where the build goes. But for now, if you want to talk to us a little bit more, please follow the social media. At podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. Instagram, at Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word. And if you could find us on Facebook, Undisputed Future Podcast, our logo is on the front. You'll see it to the left on the SoundCloud, as well as on the iTunes page. That's right. If you haven't seen us yet, we are on the iTunes store. Please subscribe. I believe it's a purple-looking button if you want to subscribe right there from your phone. Perhaps that's the way you're listening to us right now. Or if you're using your SoundCloud app, however you're turning into us, thank you so much for joining us once again. This has been episode 16, covering the July 12th edition of NXT. Nick, episode 401? Episode 401. Nailed it. That's right. This has been Undisputed Future Podcast, episode 16, CD Danny Mac, Nikki Six. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We can't wait to talk to you all next week. We shall see you next week for more huge NXT action. Thank <laughs> you.